What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 68, and we are going to be reviewing Money in the Bank 2023 in London, United Kingdom. Does that London, England in the United Kingdom? You know what I'm saying. So, hell yeah, by the way, that they are they are in London. That is spectacular. I mean, the crowd easily one of the best crowds I've seen in quite some time, and, you know, they just went through Canada, and us Canadians, we always give them a good show, but damn, man, those those wacky, wacky fans out there in London, they were fucking amazing out there, so let's get into the money in the bank, let's, let's talk about how this thing went down, so I didn't do any predictions or anything like that, because by the time I got to uh, recording time for said predictions, Money in the Bank was already done, so I felt it would have been a little bit redundant for me to have put out some predictions after the show was already completed, so it is what it is. I mean, I'll say who I was rooting for. You can believe me if you want to. I completely understand. It is the internet. You can't believe everything that people tell you. So, we are starting off with the men's Money in the Bank match. There are seven contenders in here. We got Butch, Logan Paul, L.A. Knight, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Santos Escobar, and Damian Priest. So going into this one, I mean, I liked I liked everybody going into this one. I was I was I would have been happy with anybody winning this match as long as it wasn't Logan Paul. And yes, so. I really like the the group of people here. Again, I'm a little disappointed, a little sad that Bronson Reed didn't get into this. I thought he was in there. I thought he would have made a fantastic uh, addition to this Money in the Bank. They were kind of lacking that big man, and I think Bronson would have been a fantastic big man for Money in the Bank. He's big. That that adds up, but he can also move, and he's agile, so I think he could have had some phenomenal spots in Money in the Bank, but maybe next year. So... We kick off the match, everybody right out of the gate just jumps and dogpiles on the Logan Paul. Love that spot. That was hilarious, brilliant. I mean, Logan was like, oh, come on, guys, let's go. And then he just gets absolutely pummeled. Thumbs up for that. Makes me giggle. Then we got Logan has a hilarious temporary alliance with Damian Priest. The whole time, you know that Damien's just going to fucking destroy Logan the second he turns his back. But the whole time, Priest is looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? And then Damien fucking goes after Logan Paul. But then Damien gets placed on a ladder. He takes a splash from Logan Paul. I mean, yes, I was expecting Logan Paul to be doing uh, the big spots in this match. I didn't expect him to be doing, like, as many as he did. And he did get the biggest spot in the match. We'll talk about it in a moment. But first, he he splashes poor Damien onto a ladder. So that's always going to hurt. And then Butch is choking out Escobar on a ladder. They kind of end up laying down on a ladder. We're not going to worry how they got there, but regardless, they're laying on the ladder, and Ricochet from the heavens splashes down on them with a 450 splash onto the ladder. Looks spectacular. Looked painful as hell. Thumbs up for that. We got Butch doing a moonsault off of the ladder onto everybody. A very much so, um, what do you call it, uh, a stage spot, but I mean, it's a moonsault off of a ladder. That's freaking awesome. Knight knocks over the ladder, and oh, Jesus, this was scary. So, Ricochet and Logan Paul are on the ladder. Knight knocks it over. They go for a tumble, and then they get kind of caught up in the ropes right here. So, the plan was Ricochet and Logan Paul were going to land on the ropes and then do a Spanish fly through the announce tables that they had set up. 
What ended up going down is they got super duper caught up in the ropes. Logan lost his footing and Ricochet said, fuck it, bitch. We're going. And he just fucking pulled Logan out of the ropes and they just did the Spanish fly. It looked scary as hell. Logan looked like he fell on his head through the table, but I think for the most part he was fine. Looked scary as hell. I was like, oh, that might be the last time we see Logan Paul in the WWE, but as far as I could tell, he was moving. He seemed okay. There was a bit of blood on his shoulders, but regardless, that was fucking awesome. Thumbs up. I really wish that went down flawlessly because that spot would have been fucking dope if they nailed it perfectly. It was still a spot. It definitely made me go holy shit, but maybe not for the intended way that they wanted to. I just thought Logan Paul may have broken his neck, so that was spectacular. Then Butch, he gets knocked off. He falls hard onto a ladder, just straight up painful. LA Knight is all alone. He starts to climb and the crowd absolutely fucking losing it at this point and I was going hard for LA Knight in this one I was all the way LA Knight my wife was cheering for Damian Priest and this part in particular in the match we were just fucking losing it because Damian Priest cuts off LA Knight you got my guy LA Knight going up against my wife's guy Damian Priest and uh yeah LA Knight gets slammed off of the ladder Priest pulls down the briefcase and he wins money in the bank. Fucking Damien Priest, man. Honestly, Damien might have been a little bit lower on my on my tier list of who I would have expected to win this one. But, I mean, really good for him. I mean, Damien's been a very solid guy in the company for quite some time now. So, this is sweet. But, oh my god, dude. So... Ricochet was doing that spot with Logan Paul. They were not, he was not going to be denied that spot. Like, the struggle, it seemed to last forever, but Ricochet was just like, no, we're doing it. And I just, I have to give him respect for that. Um, (laughs) That was so good. But regardless, there was lots of other big spots. I loved everybody just ganging up on Logan Paul. That was spectacular. And I shit you not, man, I think Logan Paul might have been the MVP of this ladder match. I mean, he had big spots. He was hilarious in there. He he added a lot of great comedy to it. I mean, dude, I I enjoy Logan Paul in the WWE. Now, all of his other uh, projects, I can't say that I'm I'm really all about that stuff. Don't really know him all that well outside of the WWE. But whenever he's here, man, I'm having a good time with Logan Paul. I I think he might have been the best one in the match, which is insane. Crowd was going nuts for the whole entire match, especially anything that LA Knight did. They were. They just loved LA Knight, man. And legitimately, anyone that tried to stop or do anything to LA Knight, they were getting booed. Regardless if they're a babyface, there was a there was a spot there where Escobar came in who was maybe the biggest babyface going into this, arguably. And like the second he started punching LA Knight, the crowd started booing him. So LA Knight is hot. I'm a little bit shocked that he didn't get it. I thought that, you know, you I I think you got to strike. They don't strike when the iron is hot often enough. Like, when you got a guy that the crowd wants it, let them have it, man. Like, do you not remember the whole yes movement, yeslemania, and all that stuff? That's what happens when you give the people what they want. But, I mean, me personally, I, I just worry because LA Knight, he's not no spring chicken. He's He's not been... You know, he's not 20 years old anymore. He's He's been around for a while, and I want them to do the thing with LA Knight. I think he would be spectacular. But the match was really good. I mean, great way to open up the show with a Money in the Bank match. 8 out of 10, great match. Not the best Money in the Bank of all time, but it was definitely definitely really good. Absolutely. 
We move on. It is an undisputed women's tag team championship match. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler defending against Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is rocking a pretty awesome looking kind of Austin Powers outfit. It's, you know, it's not Austin Powers, but it reminds me of Austin Powers. So I'll shout that out. Good for you. Raquel throws Liv over the top ropes onto the champion, just going right back to that uh, tag team maneuvering that they were doing prior to Liv Morgan's injury. Looked great. I mean, it was absolutely flawless. Perfect throw. Great catch by the champions. I love I love that move. It's, it's really good. I, I get a little nervous when she does it because I don't want her to get hurt, but it was good. Thumbs up. And then Raquel powerbombs Ronda Rousey off of the top ropes. That was nice. Very well done. Baszler, out of nowhere, decides, I'm going to attack my own partner, Ronda Rousey. She attacks her from behind, chokes her out, and then just leaves her all alone to defend the championships. What the fuck is going on here? That was uh, unnecessary, so obviously. Liv and Raquel, absolutely baffled by what just happened in front of their eyes. They take advantage. Live with an oblivion on Ronda, pins, and we have new undisputed women's tag team champions. It's Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez yet again. So these titles have been jumping all over the place. They've been unified now. So can we maybe just fucking settle down and have some champions, like hold on to it for longer than a couple weeks? But yeah, very confusing swerve right here as the title changes hands yet again. Uh, this kind of feels like a swerve for the sake of a swerve. I mean, Ronda and Shayna, they're a fantastic tag team with the MMA background. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it could lead to a solid rivalry, but like Ronda and Shayna, they're not necessarily wrestlers that could lead a match. They're, I I think they, they work well together and I don't know about this, man. I don't know how the future is going to go with that. These two are going to be in a rivalry. Ronda hasn't been able to pick you know, what she is. Is she a baby face? She, sometimes she's a baby face. For the most part, I think she's a heel, and, and she does better as the heel. But now with this attack, you got her back as baby face, Shayna as the heel. So I don't know, man. It's very confusing. I don't really understand why they're going to do this right now. I mean, one of the better tag teams that they had was Ronda and Shayna. So we'll see where it goes from here. But what do you guys think? Did you see that swerve coming? Because I didn't see it coming. Six out of ten for the match. Solid match. We move on. It is the Intercontinental Championship match. It is Gunther with Imperium defending against Matt Riddle, who is coming in with a taped-up ankle. Uh, we got Gunther with a power bomb on Riddle, chops Riddle's foot, and like he like basically just like bitch slaps his foot a whole bunch of times. Riddle just screaming in pain. Gunther locks in a heel hook, and Riddle is forced to tap out. I mean, the match didn't go down quite that fast. It was a good lengthy match you know it wasn't short or anything it was just very solid within I mean it was a really good physical fight lots of hard hitting and the crowd loved the hard chops from Gunther they were loving that as as was I I always love a good hard chop and I mean Riddle was throwing down with the champion I mean Riddle I mean maybe some people don't realize but he was in the UFC so he's got an MMA background he can throw him too but yeah it was just it wasn't a whole lot of highlights or anything Just uh, kind of a lot of Gunther working down the bad ankle, which is kind of a theme going on tonight. That was kind of something I discussed going into this pay-per-view is that there's going to be a few storylines that are going to be kind of revolving around an injured body part, and this was one of those matches. But I thought it was still a good match, 7 out of 10. And then we hear the sound of a sword being drawn, rings through the arena, 
It's Drew fucking McIntyre. Oh, baby. Crowd goes absolutely banana. Drew drops the champion with a Claymore, holds up the Intercontinental Championship, and yes, please, Drew McIntyre versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship sounds like a plan to me. That will be spectacular. And great to see Drew McIntyre back. I mean, uh, his future has been a little bit up in the air. I know his contract was coming up. And they kind of split up the Brawling Brutes. No more uh, Drew McIntyre involved in that. So there's been rumors going around that maybe Drew McIntyre is on his way to AEW. Personally, uh, I'm glad that he didn't go to AEW. Nothing, Obviously, nothing against AEW. I just feel we actually had a good conversation about this last night, my wife and I. But we both feel strongly that Drew McIntyre, he's built for the WWE. Like, he, he's in a really good spot with the WWE right now. He's one of the very few, I feel, legitimate main event guys in the WWE. Like, this guy, he can main event WrestleMania, and I'd be totally happy with that. There's not too many guys I feel that way about in the WWE and if he went to AEW honestly I feel he's getting lost in the shuffle like very fast there was an influx influx of guys that got sent over there about a year ago you know guys like Miro and Adam Cole and um, Kyle O'Reilly there's just a huge group of them and a lot of them got lost in the shuffle I mean I'm still waiting for Miro to find his way Keith Lee hasn't really gotten it going over there so some of these guys I feel would have done a lot better if they stayed in the WWE over AEW, but I understand the allure of AEW, but I'm glad that Drew McIntyre remains in the WWE. I think he is he's one of my favorites in the WWE. He is fantastic and it is obviously great to see him back. So if he's going up against Gunther, that makes me very, very happy. We move on. It is Cody Rhodes versus Dom Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. Got to shout out that she looks absolutely fantastic on this night. She got her hair all did up. It's it's pretty wacky. I imagine it took a very long time to get it to look that way, but it looks good. So nice job. We go to the match. The crowd is singing every word of Cody's entrance. Usually people just do the whoa, whoa thing, but they sang fucking every single word. So very nicely done from the London crowd there. You can even see a smile out of Cody's face. Like he he was getting a kick out of that. So he, he enjoyed it. And uh, Rhodes doesn't need his cast anymore. He starts the match with it on. Then they do the whole, oh, he rips it off. And Dom is all scared and shit. He runs away. But, like, it, I mean, it's kind of an advantage for Rhodes to have that. Because he can just clock people with a uh, cast in the head. So, I don't know. But Dom ends up running away. Cody chases him, catches him, brings him back. Dom loosens a turnbuckle while the referee is distracted. I can't recall if that ever came into play or not. I don't know. I didn't write down anything about it. So... Not that I saw. Anyway, Cody spins Dom a whole bunch of times before nailing a Alabama slam. I mean, I love the Alabama slam. Throwing a whole bunch of spins before that. I, I'm liking that. We got a Cody Cutter. Crossroads pins and wins is Cody Rhodes. Uh, just a super entertaining match. Lots of great crowd interactions. In ring, you know, nothing crazy. Nothing over the top or anything like that. Just a very enjoyable match. Crowd, obviously, very, very engaged. You got Cody Rhodes, fucking white hot baby face. And then Dom Mysterio, the most, the most hated guy in the WWE right now. Just a boo factory for him. And just, fuck, man. Dom is really good, man. I am so proud of this guy. Like, as weird as it is to say that, very proud of what Dom Mysterio has done with his short career so far. I mean, honestly, coming in, I had the lowest of expectations for him, and he has absolutely blown the doors off of my expectations. He's been fantastic. I 
really, really enjoy watching Don Mysterio on a weekly basis. In ring, I mean, he's getting there. He's not like incredible. He's not ricochet. He's nothing like that, but it will come in time. He's still very, very young, and I'm just incredibly impressed at how good he is at engaging with crowds and just how good of a character he's become already in the WWE. So pretty damn solid match. Six and a half out of ten. And now we get ourselves a little treat. Check this shit out. It's John freaking Cena. Oh my god. I uh, This was the only thing that got slightly spoiled for me, is that I saw a picture of John Cena in the ring with... Um, who, who came out? With Grayson Waller. Now, I wasn't... A, uh, it looked real, and I was like, oh, okay, is John there? I wonder why. So after the crowd goes like 47 out of 10, losing their fucking shit for John Cena, myself included, again, I just have to throw this out, I was never really a big John Cena guy, I liked him at the beginning, and then literally after his first world championship reign, like, I started fading off with John Cena hard, and I didn't really become extremely appreciative of this human being like I respect and appreciate John Cena so much more as a human being than I ever did as a wrestler he is just such an incredible human being I just cannot stress that enough anyway crowd loses their mind for John and he has a pretty fucking big announcement he wants to try and help bring Wrestlemania to London England and when I say the crowd explodes dude it is one of the craziest, loudest pops I've heard in a long time, man. That crowd fucking explodes. And I did too. Like, just the idea of WrestleMania being anywhere other than the United States makes me wet. I mean, it's been to Canada a couple times. I would love it to come to Canada, absolutely. But I think before we even tease Canadians with WrestleMania, it has to go to Europe. It needs to go to... It needs to go somewhere that's not in in North America. Am I right? I mean, the crowds that are not in North America are incredible. They don't get enough wrestling out there. And man, just that, that eruption from the crowd just tells you how hungry they are for big time wrestling and Jesus, dude. So after that... Grayson Waller decides he wants to come out, a whole bunch of booing, but he suggests that WrestleMania take place in Australia, because he's from Australia. I love the idea of that, too. I actually almost like that more than London, if I'm being honest. Crowd dislikes this very much so, and then Waller attacks John Cena. Cena fights back. Crowd is super-duper happy, and that was just an incredible segment. Cena just... Oh my, he can so easily make a crowd go into a frenzy. It's not even, he doesn't, he barely has to do anything. Like, he does it so flawlessly. And it's really funny when he comes in and he does this and he can get in a crowd to erupt in a way that you haven't seen since fucking prime time, attitude era stuff. And, um, you just kind of wonder, it's like, why can't anybody else on this roster get a, get a reaction like that? I mean, Don Mysterio's getting close. I mean, the crowds are pretty loud for him, but like, you know what I'm saying? But John Cena, man, he makes it look so easy. He gets them so riled up, and I love that idea. I'm very curious to hear what y'all think. Do you want WrestleMania to go to London? Do you want it to go to Australia? I'm all about it. It needs to go out there because those crowds are so fucking good. John Cena saying like, oh, you know, the brass doesn't like it when when crowds take over the show and they're not following the WWE storyline and we're booing their baby faces and cheering their heels. Whatever, man. It is so much fun. Anyway, that's a double thumbs up for the segment. I, I was losing it. That was awesome. 
We move on. It is now time for the women's Money in the Bank match. We got Bailey, Io Sky, Trish Stratus, uh, Zoe Stocks, Selena Vega, and Becky Lynch all in there. So we got, oh boy, Selena's getting pinned under a ladder. I swear she was stuck under that ladder for like eight days. She just couldn't get out. People are climbing up on the ladder. She's just stuck under there. I was like, fuck. I think eventually Zoe Stocks like helps helps her out eventually. I was like, thank you, God. She was under there forever. <sighs> Anyway, Selena uses Trish Stratus as a bridge to cross over her to the other side of a ladder. That was a cute little spot right there. EO nails the big moonsault off of the ladder onto everybody. The second one of those tonight. Good shit. I just really well done. Thumbs up. Trish with a Stratus faction onto the ladder. I yes, that was dope. I mean, the impact wasn't exactly what you were looking for, but just the 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 creativeness of that spot was fantastic. Zoe and Trish, they bust out handcuffs trying to cuff Becky Lynch so that she can't continue in the match. It doesn't go quite their way. Becky Lynch destroys Trish with a manhandle slam onto a ladder. Ouch. Selena busts out the slipper on the ladder, starts smacking Zoe starts with it, and then nails a sunset flip powerbomb onto the ladder. That was spectacular. Thumbs up for that. Bailey betrays EO Sky, knocking her off of the ladder. Commentators trying to play it off that, oh, it was just, you know, muscle memory from Bailey. She had no idea EO was up there. Baloney. Bailey almost has the briefcase in her hands. Becky Lynch pulls her down by her mouth with the handcuffs. She just sticks the cuff in her mouth and just pulls her down. That was fucking sick. And then Lynch and Bailey are fighting on the ladder. Out comes EO Sky. She grabs the handcuffs, cuffs both. Becky Lynch and Bailey together, they are trapped on the ladder and they cannot move. EO Sky climbs over Bailey, grabs the briefcase, and she wins. Money in the bank. Fucking rights, yo. I was all about Selena or EO Sky winning this money in the bank. EO grabs it. I'm fucking amped and legitimately might have been one of the greatest finishes. I have ever seen. That's a double thumbs up for that finish. So good. The everything was so perfect. Just the the, the EO climbing over Bailey. I loved it. The look on her face. I loved it. It was just so fucking well done. That that finish was excellent. I don't know if I'm going to see a finish better than that in Money in the Bank. Uh, fantastic storytelling. Really enjoyed that they had like two squads in there. So they had. Bailey and EO together, and then they had Trish and uh, Zoe Starks working together, and then they even had those teams kind of going at it. So I like the little storylines that they had going on in the match. Fantastic high spots, lots of painful looking bumps, that's for sure, and just a fast paced, great match. I like this one a little bit more than the men's. I'm going to go with an eight and a half out of ten for the women's Money in the Bank match. And we move on. Well, just EO Sky, by the way. I mean, fucking congratulations for her. Are, might, might be the most talented woman in this match. I mean, she is absolutely spectacular. I am a huge fan of EO Sky. I hope, I hope it goes well for her. I mean, the women, they have a 100% success rate cashing in money in the banks. So, I mean, the, the, the numbers are in her favor. So, I'm really rooting for EO Sky to have a successful cash in. And, and I think she will. I, I really feel she will. We move on is the World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth freaking Rollins defends against Finn Balor. So Seth coming into this match with his ribs all taped up. So that's going to be the big storyline on this match. 
So Balor starts targeting those ribs all match long. Like I said, Rollins hits a pedigreed pretty much out of nowhere. And then out comes Money in the Bank winner, Damian Priest. And this and his presence distracts everybody. It's distracting Rollins. Big time distraction for Rollins. And it even distracts Finn Balor at a point. Finn gets his shit together and he starts dominating Finn hits two coup de gras on the outside one off of the table and another off of the steel steps that was fantastic he goes for the third one in the ring this time for the win Priest decides I'm just gonna stand up Finn Balor completely distracted by that he stops everything to stare at him and he loses focus misses the coup de gras Seth comes back hits a stomp pins and retains the world heavyweight championship Good match, man. It was a good match. I mean, honestly, um, I mean, my bar is set a lot higher when it comes to Seth Rollins matches and even Finn Balor matches for that. But a little bit under under expectation what I was hoping for out of this one. Maybe it's because Seth may legitimately be dealing with a little bit of an injury here. But regardless, didn't quite hit the the highs that I was hoping for. Still good, though. I mean, Finn, he worked the ribs a whole bunch throughout the match. Good pace to it. I mean, I really enjoyed the pace. Good chemistry. Obviously, these guys have been around each other for quite some time. But that finish, man, it was flat as fuck. Did not like the finish. Really doesn't make any sense. Like, I just... It doesn't... It really didn't add up. Like, why would Finn be so worried about Damian cashing in while they're having a match? Like, they're really... There really was no reason for Finn Balor to be so worried, and he ends up losing for it. So, yeah, wasn't a big fan of the finish. The match was good, just really, I was hoping for a lot more out of this one, quite honestly. Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they start arguing about it after the match. So, just as I was thinking, maybe uh, Judgment Day are going to get it all back together, now it really looks like they're on their last legs yet again. So, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the future of the Judgment Day. Now it is time for the main event, the one that everybody's been waiting for. It is the Civil War. It is the Bloodline. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman versus the Usos. Jimmy and Jey Uso, baby. So the crowd is very fired up. We got very loud fuck you Roman chants filling the arena. There's a whole bunch of chanting against Roman Reigns. And there was a fantastic little spot where... Roman just has a venting session with with Paul Heyman. He's like, these stupid London fans, I hate them. That was fantastic. The Usos were giggling about it. I, I thought this was really funny. Roman gets nailed with a double spear from the Uso bros. We got a referee bump. He is down. So obviously the shenanigans are incoming. The Usos, right after that, they hit a 1D, but there's no referee to count the pinfall. We got a Samoan spike and a spear combination from the bloodline. That was fairly decent. That was pretty cool. We got a referee slow count. Jay kicks out of that, and the crowd absolutely goes bananas, bro. Solo misses a splash. He goes crashing through the announce table. Whoopsie daisy. Usos go super kick crazy on Roman, hitting him with like fucking seven kicks. Usos splash and Jay pins. Roman Reigns and they win this match and for the first time in I believe it's over three years now Roman Reigns has been pinned and it is by main event Jay Uso baby hell yeah uh the match you know is a very very slow start to this match lots of slow beatdowns just Roman being extremely methodical in my opinion too methodical it was way too slow the crowd was hot obviously the crowd was very hot but I don't know it wasn't it wasn't quite, it was just too slow for me personally, but the crowd interaction was fantastic. 
the match kicks into gear, and yeah, it really, really starts to go off. And it was a good finish, man. Really liked the finish, and of course, the the drama surrounding this match, the storytelling. We've been what just down the holes of the storyline for well over a year now. The, the slow crumbling of the empire and everything around Roman Reigns slowly falling apart we got one Uso in the other one out one comes back in the other one's out and Paul Heyman all just it's been a really enjoyable storyline now some weeks it's a little copy and paste I mean I've been watching it every single week so some weeks you know it's just kind of prolonging the storyline not a whole lot of new things to be said but then when you get the big moments such as tonight at Money in the Bank we're fucking big blows are are thrown at Roman Reigns, and it's really awesome, man. It's really awesome when the story comes together. The crowd was beyond going crazy for it. I personally am a little bit just like, okay, finally, we're here. We're at the finish line, maybe. I'd like, we're still definitely have some more things to do here with the bloodline. I mean, we still got the solo Sokoa situation. He didn't really turn. There was some a little bit of teasing throughout the match where the Usos were kind of like, come on, bro, but he didn't quite pull the trigger there. So I imagine this is going to go on for a, a period of time where it's going to be probably Roman just hanging on to whatever's left of his empire and someone's going to beat this guy. Now, is it going to be Solo? Is it going to be one of the Usos? Or is it going to be someone completely different? I mean... Usos, in my opinion, they've been the main event guys for... They've been the bloodline. Like, they have been overshadowing Roman, in my opinion, in the ring. Performance-wise, their their promos have been excellent. They're fired up. They're extremely passionate guys. I mean, I love the Usos very much. And if they get to be champions at some point, or Solo does, I mean, that's going to be a ton of fun. And I look forward to see where this is going to go after this, now that... The, the unstoppable Roman Reigns has finally been pinned. It, it, that, that sheen has finally come off of Roman Reigns. So he's not superhuman anymore. We'll have to just wait and see who is going to be the one that emerges to maybe take down the Roman Reigns, become the new tribal chief, and what the hell's going to happen with Paul Heyman, goddammit. The whole time, I mean, the whole entire match, that dude was draped in gold. Three world championship belts they have still yet to get rid of. The other two universal championship belts, I mean, what's the point of getting this new belt if you weren't going to get rid of the other ones? Anyway, um, tons of drama around the match. I thought it was really good, a little bit slow, but with the whole storyline thing, how well that's going, 7.5 out of 10. Really good match. The Usos celebrate with the crowd. They're going absolutely fucking nuts. And that is it. No one comes out, and that is the end of the show. I thought it was a quite enjoyable Money in the Bank this year. I mean, both of the ladder matches were great. Uh, Might have been the best women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I thought it was really good. Uh, I That was my favorite match, personally, of the show. I just... I'm a super sucker for ladder matches, and yes, I, I enjoyed the women's. Even though I have seen some complaints that people thought, like, oh, it looked way more staged, like the big spots that the women were going for. It just, they looked like they were setting up stuff a lot more clearly than the men were. I just felt that the women's hit, it just hit a little bit harder. Their their moves, just it just looked more painful, but they were both good. You can't go wrong with Money in the Bank ladder matches. They're, they're slam dunk. It's fantastic. Everything else, I mean, Dom and Cody was a little bit underwhelming. Seth and Finn, for me personally, was a little bit underwhelming. I was expecting them to go absolutely bananas. But all in all, I thought it was just a really good show. 
highlighted by a phenomenal crowd in London. Now, uh, John Cena teasing that it could come to London. That would be amazing. They haven't announced it, anything like that just yet. But I am so beyond down for WrestleMania to go to Europe, for it to go anywhere that's outside of North America. It's time, man. It's, it's way past due for them to go somewhere else. I mean, I am all the way down for that. Show overall, I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. You can go out of your way, check out those ladder matches, and uh, let me know what you thought of the show. Did you really enjoy Money in the Bank? Did you did you get the people that you wanted to win Money in the Bank? Now, I, I personally, I'm a little sad that LA Knight didn't get it, but... You know, Damian Priest, very deserving of it as well. He just wasn't necessarily my guy going into that match, but I'm happy for Damian. And of course, I mean, EO Sky, like that is fucking awesome. Very happy for her. I hope she can go off and become a champion in this company. I don't know how successful it's going to be. It just seems that the Japanese superstars that WWE brings over, they're. They don't, they're just not really great at marketing them so well. Like, is subtitles really that big of a deal? Like, I would love for them just to let them talk in their native tongue and then just have subtitles. Is that really hard? I don't know. Maybe it is. Or just give her a manager or something. I don't care. Regardless, Eosky, phenomenal wrestler. And I am hoping for the best for her. Seven and a half out of ten for the show. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You are awesome. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the wrestling this weekend and all that great stuff. You can go back and listen to any of the prior episodes. Tomorrow is going to be Final Fantasy VI on the GamerCast. You can look forward to that. Upcoming GamerCast, I got a... Uh, what do you call it, uh, t- uh, 10 underrated games. I'm going to be talking about that next week, so you can look forward to that, of course. And we'll always be here with the Hockey Cast and the WrestleCast. Hockey's getting crazy. We got the July 1st is open. Free agency is going nuts, so I'm going to be talking a lot about uh, a lot of new destinations for a lot of players. Uh, so we're going to be taking a look at all that stuff. So look forward to more uh, podcast episodes from the GX Plus cast. We'll be back again very soon. And also you can go check out the YouTube channel. All of these episodes are getting uploaded over there. Along with my um, video game series where I play, I do Let's Plays over there on my YouTube channel. Just finished Resident Evil 8 Village not long ago. And we're off and running on Batman Telltale series. So if you you're interested go over there let me know what you think subscribe and all that stuff there's a twitter page even though twitter is a mess and all that great stuff but it's there if you want it there's also an email address you can send in all your questions if you have questions related to video games wrestling or hockey send them on in we can answer those questions live on the podcast or we can just have ourselves a nice private chat all right everybody enjoy the rest of your well it's not the weekend anymore now is it well that sucks but enjoy the rest of your day and we'll be back again soon with more gx plus games